This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 48. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Hello, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one polyester pantsuit minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. 
Genie drinks. Oh, you ran oh. to it. You ran right to it. <laughs> <laughs> so minute 48 starts with a mother in the funeral parlor. And it ends with Henry explaining that Genie's husband just wanted to get away from Genie. <laughs> uh, and I feel never you know, actually mentioned Genie's husband other than as being Genie's husband. Exactly. And I feel really bad for Genie because I feel like Genie's getting the short end of the, sh- the stick in these minutes. Because all we're hearing about is how Genie's husband's in, in prison because he wants to get away from her and her son is no good and her mother is dead. Just, just, who's there to defend Genie? Well, this is the lesson to you. Never not be in the room. Exactly. Listen, person, not listen the, the, the woman lives about. her life in a nightgown. <laughs> These are not reputable sources. <laughs> Jeannie you know. is the subject of this conversation at the hostess party. And, and if Jeannie's watching this movie, she can't be happy. Well, that's well, the thing, especially in, in this kind oh of environment. Oh, my God. I thought this was fake, but I'm living this life. <laughs> Genie's trans-dimensional uh, discovery. <laughs> she puts the bottle down and sobers up for the first time in years trying to figure it out. You know she drinks. <laughs> that woman That woman is no angel, let me tell you. Oh, by the way, the woman who says that woman is no angel, who is putting the blue stuff on the woman's face, mm-hmm. that is Frankie Carbone's wife. In real yeah. life? No, on, in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Angelo Seppi would be the character. I, I did. I did the research, and and she is there, and the, she's the one with the fur coat in the Christmas scene. All right, on the movie. So. All right. Well, what's interesting is, <laughs> is I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> we have to get through this to get to the good I'm stuff. I'm sorry. It's, it was really hard not to just say a thing I liked about it. We're <laughs> not, and I just everyone who's listening can go. Oh, that's going to be fun because you're going to have fun during that. I'm sorry. Carry on with minute forty-eight, please. So, what I like about this minute is that the subtext here for this whole scene is that this, these women live very difficult lives. Yes. There's well, a, pay, a price to be paid for all the furs and the money, the, the two inch stacks of, you know, two inch stack of money yeah. is that you live in a very stressful life in which your husband can end up in jail end up dead. Um, you could be broke at any moment and it's manifesting that in, you know, they have bad skin. They're, they're, they're they look much older than they actually are. They are all wrinkly. And that's the physical manifestation of the life they're living in. I, I like this, the subtext of that because it's not, it's not laid out that the reason why they look like this is because their lives are rough. But it's what they're talking about and plus with how they look is what, what yeah. you see here. I really, um, I'm going to give it to, a hand it to the, to the makeup person who really made that bad skin and makeup thing work. Yeah. Well, I, I also I kind of want to note that Karen comes off a little judgmental. I have that. I wrote Karen is a snob. Yeah, and a little bit of like, like she's never seen women like this, and uh, and 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 it's like, wow, Karen. All right, why don't you get off your five towns high horse? That's, that's her mother talking. Or yeah. Lawrence, exactly. Lawrence yeah, horse. yeah. Get off your get off your five towns horse, and uh, you know, and and uh, you know, it's it's it, you know, like li- you know, life in Queens isn't isn't uh, isn't so glamorous. And you gotta, are they in is, Queens? Oh, they is are that in Queens. We know. Well, this this actually so going back to the book in the uh, uh, in Wise Guy. Karen uh, recounts this event as uh, in Ozone Park uh, at the the home of Bobby D. Simone and his wife Helene, and Helene is hosting the uh, the hostess party. So, so that would have been Tommy's brother? Tommy's brother, yeah, yeah. Huh. So um, and it's interesting because you thought you think Karen's judgmental here in the movie. You should go read the book. She's even more judgmental in the book. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what, what's funny is that she she the whole idea of the hostess party apparently Helene it wasn't a makeup party. Helene was selling copper and wood wall decorations. 
and, and and Karen says she had never known anyone who sold things to their friends in their own house. Like it was really kind of, which I mean, like that continued. Like I, I mean, I remember people do Tupperware parties and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it we'll just, talk about the bubble. We talked about it yesterday about about uh, the cult like nature of the mafia. If there's no mafia families, but there's yeah. that sort of same sort of bubble when you're living in an affluent community out on the island. Yeah, you don't absolutely. Mix with anybody else. Yep. And yeah. your and your standards become the best standards for all, and other people who don't, they're they're peculiar. Right. Like that's that that's that thing that that people do. Right. Yeah. No. And and it, it's and it's it's funny to see how this is her being shocked. I mean, there's a couple of great reaction scenes. Um, there, at one point in the middle of this minute, there's a bunch of quick cuts. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, it's like it's the the shot of the woman doing the makeup, and then it's shot of of Rosie rubbing Karen's hands, and then close up on Karen's face as her eyes dart around, then close up on Angie making a shocked face. Like there's a lot of quick cuts well, that kind of add to the yeah. add to the dizzying factor of it. Um, now, now to you know to to not completely come down on Karen, you know. This entire sequence is all of the mob wives being completely indignant about other people and things too. Yeah, I mean that's that's their whole thing. It's the indign- indignation of mob wives. That's what this scene is. Right. Yeah. So they're all like, oh, "Can you believe?" Oh, eye rolling, sigh. That whatever that noise is, you know, they're not they're not great people. She's not entirely wrong. <laughs> well, then. and then of course Karen gets dizzy again. So I'm concerned <laughs> well, about Karen's equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> she might have vertigo. Uh, <laughs> um, th- I did. I did like the the point where she's where she's summing up all the women and, and talking about how miserable their lives are and how their kids are awful and they tell stories about beating them with broom handles and belts and stuff like that. And uh, she could have said wooden spoons and that would have been accurate as well too. So there you go. <laughs> oh, my my mother and the wooden spoon. It was it was it was wonderful. So so uh, fun fact for Ileana Douglas. We've been teasing talking about her. Yes, uh, she plays Rosie. And I found that really interesting to look up her stats because she is one of those actresses that you just sort of know, right? You know her face and her this name. Was, she was not known at this point, right? Well, at this point, this role of Rosie was her very first named role. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to uh, Stephen Tobolowsky's podcast, you know that's a big deal for an actor when your character actually has a name. Yes. <laughs> her first three roles were just crowd member, mother in park, and Paulette's friend. This is the first time a character actually had a name. But, and it was only her fourth role overall. But, you know... She's not in a whole lot of. She's in a lot of things once, yeah, or a lot of big movies that, in small parts, or a lot of bigger parts in smaller movies. But she's never. There's not like a. There's not like a defining role under her belt. She had one. Uh, her breakthrough role, which was after this, was uh, something about music or heart. Music of my heart. Or is that on? You're looking at the list. Yeah, I got. Like, it's uh, Grace of My Heart. That was Grace her, of My Heart. That, that was, was like, her. First, that was her first starring role. Right. So she was yeah. the lead in that, and that's sort of her one. Like was was, was the main part. Years of later, she's, you know, she did an episode of Sin- the Single Guy, an episode of Homicide, an episode of CSI, Larry Sanders, Seinfeld, she, and then she did she did she, like she won an Emmy, right? And then she but she was also like the woman at book party and quiz show, and yeah. you know, it's interesting. She's had a very interesting career considering she's so sort of well known, and a lot of this to do with she's got a very I, interesting face. Well, do, well, do you, yeah. do you have do you have the legacy aspect of her? I mean, do you know who her grandfather was? I didn't write all that down. Oh, okay. So her her grandfather is uh, a, a one of the, considered one of Hollywood's greatest actors of all time, Melvin Douglas, um, who uh, two time Oscar winner, one time Emmy winner, and one time Tony Award winner. So he's was just one award away. That he got. He was one award away. Damn it. Um, he won. He won uh, Oscars for uh, HUD with Paul Newman, as well as being there, which is a you know a classic uh, film. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, and Peter Sellers, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Peter Sellers. Yeah, he won the best supporting actor uh, role for being there. Um, and so she she had kind of you know like it, you know we often hear a lot of these people who like showbiz is in their blood or whatever. That was very much the case where apparently she spent a lot of time with him and knew from the get go that she wanted to do this. And so she I think she moved to New York at like seventeen and got a job and started working and like yeah. And, and so I feel like I've I've heard like she was like social friends with with Scorsese. Oh, prior to this too. No, she no, a little more than social friends, my friend. Yeah, okay. Dated, yeah, they, yeah. Da- they dated from 88 to 97. Well, there you go. Yeah. She was well. How, wow. Yeah. It's a long time. Well, so, so how he how he met her was that um, so she got a job working for Peggy Siegel, who was a well-known publicist, in, um, you know, like a lot of a publicist for, you know, and entertainment. And uh, Peggy Siegel's office happened to be down the hall from where Scorsese was working on Last Temptation of Christ. And they needed someone to to uh, overdub a scream for Ma- Mary Magdalene or whatever, you know, whoever the, the, the you know, Mary, Christ's mother. Along. <laughs> Whoever that is, and um, and so wait, wait, wait. his mother are, was not Mary Magdalene. No, I was about to say. <laughs> By the different, way, different thing I was here. I know which one of us probably went to church the most. Yeah, it's and funny. It's not the it? one you think. <laughs> Just because I went didn't mean I paid attention. <laughs> but but so uh, so not they needed some they needed somebody yep. to, somebody to scream, and she was basically right right place right time, and that's where Marty noticed her, and then they started dating, and they dated till ninety seven. It's so very appropriate for Martin Scorsese to date a golden age screen legend's granddaughter. Right. Can we talk about your right. grandfather again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, let's talk about him a little bit. Now, in that yeah. one scene. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting, my favorite role of hers, uh, you, might, you may or may not remember, but if you've ever been to uh, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, she plays Aerosmith's manager in the opening video before the rock and roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Along with a very young Ken Marino, who plays the studio engineer, and huh. Ar- and Aerosmith. So when was that shot? That was shot like late night, like ninety eight, ninety nine. So yeah, she. I mean, she works. I mean, she definitely does her. She 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 she's, she's constantly working. She's, she's got tons of, tons of credits. She, yeah. you know what she is? She's the very rare female character actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which that's it, good. It's good work if you can get it. But there's, there's not a ton, so that's going to work out for her. Um, she, for years, I, mis- I I got her mistaken for Catherine Keener. No, yeah, I mean, like we're talking early two thousands. Like I would because they both have that similar like nose. Like they like, and I mean, they they look totally different. But that that female character actor, which I feel Catherine Keener also is. Um, but uh, yeah, very interesting. She's gotten to play some romantic leads and stuff, though. So there's a yeah. difference. Yeah. This is what people want to hear, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and she won. She won that Emmy in two thousand one for her guest spot on Six Feet Under, which is great. So. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that, that's 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 Rosie, who, and we'll see her again later in the movie, uh, in in a comical spot. So. Yeah. Oh, she's got a good take there. Yeah. But that's later. That is and it's later. also related to another one we were so excited about earlier. Yeah. Um, this is the first, if I'm not mistaken, Karen. Karen, yeah. <laughs> Karen. So, so Karen goes home and starts expressing her uh, disdain for these people. <laughs> these people live like animals, and how she doesn't know if she can live like this, and and all this stuff. And then she finally poses the question, and, and this is the as far this is the first moment of her addressing it with Henry. They're in their bedroom at night, and she goes, "What what what am I going to do if you go to jail?" Of which Henry corrects her and points out that nobody goes to jail unless they want to. 
and that Jeannie's husband just that's, went to jail because to get away next, to get away from Jeannie. That's tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, he said he says in this minute that the only reason why he went to jail was to get away from Jeannie. So, I, I, I it's interesting that they didn't have this conversation prior to marriage. So, hey, just real quick, uh, before I do this with you, <laughs> um, what if you you're a criminal, right? I mean, that's a thing. He's a union delegate. Yeah, she knew. She when did she find out? She find out before the wedding, after the wedding. It's after the wedding. It's clearly after the wedding. No, no, no. I, that's when she she found out that he was. A I feel like then? it was a world it was a whirlwind situation. Yep. She was a lot of lying to herself, and it really didn't sink in until this party. How serious he's in deep. What the reality of it is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well. It was a whirlwind affair. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and there was all the drama with her parents and the the uh, you know and all this you know like it's it 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 basically was just dumb kids you know like may, she probably probably didn't make a good decision here by marrying him. But well, that's she, a, she that's a that's a theme in this film, right? Yeah, exactly. But you know the Copa, she, he took her to the Copa. Look at that, that was amazing. Bobby Vinton, talk about the woo. You know, like she was woo, she he, he wooed her. So. He, she had to admit it turned her on. <laughs> well, so so this conversation will continue uh, in tomorrow's minute as we, as we see Henry continuing the wooing or the convincing. But uh, for now, anything else in this minute? Any other notes? Negative. Fuck count is zero. No fucks. No so. fucks. No fucks given. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for minute 48. So until then, tune in tomorrow for minute 49. You don't want to miss that. Uh, it gets pretty good. Uh, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Goodfellas Min and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find everything, all of our previous episodes and all links and all that fun stuff, ways to subscribe if you aren't haven't already subscribed, uh, at, at our website at goodfellasminute.com. And there you can find uh, a link to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can go to Patreon and you can help support the show. And you can also go shop at Amazon and help us out at the same time. And tune in later this week when we're gonna we're gonna give a mob name to one of our patrons over Patreon. That's very exciting. Um, if you have any questions or anything to note, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And if you like this, if you like our banter, uh, go to our sister site, ifanboy.com, for our <laughs> weekly podcast. That's always a fun, fun, fun place to be. Being so tight. yeah. So until then, I cannot wait to hear the justification Henry gives tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.